This is the Kawabui Show. Kawabui is an author, international speaker, and entrepreneur. He started his first business selling music CDs in high school at the age of 16. He then went on and built several businesses. He is the founder of River Design, a marketing company that helps businesses get more exposure online and offline. He has appeared on TV, radio, newspaper, and magazines from around the world. He has written and published several books and created various products. Kawabui is also an international speaker, corporate trainer, and speaks on topics of business, entrepreneurship, motivation, health, marketing, online business. You could check out his blog site at www.koa-bui.com. And now, your host, Mr. Koa Bui. Mr. Koa Bui. Okay, so um, Adam Koo is an award-winning entrepreneur. He's a best-selling author, peak performance specialist, and professional stock and forex trader. He's written over 16 best-selling books such as Master Your Mind, Design Your Destiny, Secrets of Self-Made Millionaires, Winning the Game of Stocks, Profit from the Panic, and much more. He's known as Asia's top success coach and helped over 1.2 million people in areas of personal development, investing, business, and more. I've personally been following Adam for many, many years and I've read his books and I'm truly honored to have him on the show today. So Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me on. Thank you. Okay, so um, we'll just get straight into it. So could you please share with us, how did you get started in the world of you know writing books and training? Uh, okay, so I, I used to be an underachiever. I had a lot of learning difficulties and I had a lot of, um, a lot of behavioral and emotional problems. came from a broken family. Um, so I got kicked out of school at age of nine. Uh, and I was drifting around, not doing anything with my life. So uh, at a point of desperation, uh, my father sent me to a personal development camp when I was 13 years old. So when I went to that camp, it was what really opened my eyes because uh, it was the first time I learned about the power of positive thinking, the power of self-belief, and I learned about uh, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, mm. uh, of which I was introduced to you know, Tony Robbins and his books and so on and so forth as well as books by Tony Buzan, who was an expert in um, you know, mind maps and memory skills. And for a 13-year-old kid um, who was struggling with his life, and I started learning all these things, it amazed me, it inspired me, it really intrigued yeah. me. So there was a time when I started, you know, for the time, setting goals in my life. And I said, I would like to talk my school, i like to be someone successful. And mm -hmm. I started working really hard. You have mm -hmm. to work hard. So I started using a lot of these strategies uh, learning how, how to you know manage my time, how to study, and and I, I couldn't talk my class, and uh, for for the exams. Um, yeah, so okay. what was interesting was, I I was from a school that was really near the bottom, right? Mm. And my friends looked at me and said, "What what happened to you? You know how how come you're doing so well, scoring so many A's?" Yeah. So I said, "Well, I'm doing this." So I started teaching them some of my techniques, you know, mm. how to memorize stuff, how to make yeah. notes. And, and enjoy doing that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and one day the teacher came to class and said, uh, Adam, you know, why don't you tell the class, you know, how you managed to score straight A's? Yeah. And she gave me 30 minutes of her lesson time. Okay. <laughs> so I went on stage and I just started teaching all my techniques of how I studied and how motivated myself, mm -hmm. right? And I felt really good. And and that's when I, I found my, my calling, what really inspired me was being able to bias someone else. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I, I saw 
somehow managed to get the opportunity to write articles yep. to a magazine called Teenage Magazine. Okay. So I started contributing articles every month again on you know positive thinking, goal setting, and all that. So that laid the foundation of my writing, yep. and that laid the foundation of me teaching. And so eventually, uh, I said I'm going to write a whole, I'm going to write a book, which mm. I did. I started writing the book at 18 years old, and I eventually published it at 26. That was uh, I'm gifted, so are you, the first book. Mm. And what happened was I was invited back to the camp, uh, which I went for, and they invited me to be a volunteer teacher. So for, for seven years, I was coaching students, coaching them how to study mm. as a volunteer. So that's how I built my foundation in, in, in my training and book writing mm. career. Oh, that's great. So um, it seems that like, because I noticed, I've read lots of your books and everything. I've been to your seminars and I just noticed that you're, you're very empowering. Like the way you speak, you're very empowering and you just have this natural ability to just care for people. And it just really projects in your voice and, and, and in your writings as well. It really touches people. So, um, yeah, I'd just like to say that, yeah, your blog, you've been writing it since I think it was 2009. And you're still publishing posts as well. Yeah. yeah and I, I noticed that a lot of, you know, trainers and speakers, they might just give up after about a year or two years and they're gone. But you're still publishing. So, you know, you're still yeah. publishing these books and you're still writing everything. So it's really good. Um, also, in terms of books, um, there was a book called Secrets of Self-Made Millionaires. And, you know, you mentioned the importance of NLP and it's helped shape, shape your success. So can you tell us more about NLP as well? Uh, okay, NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. So yep. neuro means your mind, uh, how your mind works. Yep. So NLP is a study of how, how your, your mind works from a psychological perspective. So how do you create your thoughts? Mm. Why do you think the thoughts you think? And how do your thoughts affect your emotions, affect your behavior, affect your results? So all of us, I believe, are born with the most powerful computer in the world, mm. which is our brain. And with our brain, we can literally do anything that we want to do. We can create anything we want to create. Mm. But we are not born with an instruction manual on how to run our brain, yep. <laughs> on yeah. how to unleash that, that power. Yep. So NLP is really about how do you uh, uh, direct how do you direct and control your thoughts with precision uh, using language? So language is the linguistic part of it. So you program a computer with the keyboard. Mm. You program the mind with language. Mm. So whatever you say to yourself, whatever you say to someone is programming their mind. For example, mm. if you say to yourself, why does this always happen to me? Why do I always screw up? Mm. Right? You've just conditioned yourself uh, to be in a negative state. Yep. All right. Focus mm -hmm. on what's wrong. If you ask yourself, what can I learn from this? How can this be a blessing in disguise? How can this make me stronger? It changes your state, your behavior, and your focus. And mm -hmm. by doing this every day, it creates program behavior or habits. Okay. So for someone who's wealthy, mm -hmm. it's rich, it's because you have been programmed to be wealthy. Okay. Because there are certain habits that make you wealthy. If you're poor, you're broke all the time, it's because you're programmed to be poor. If you're happy, you're programmed to be happy. If you're depressed, you're programmed to be depressed. So mm, mm, mm. everything in your life is a result of your programming. So, okay. so because of that, um, once you understand NLP, you can apply it to trading, okay. uh, to relationships, to business. Because anything has got to do with your thoughts, emotions, and behavior. Mm, mm, mm. So you, you kept on, um, so did you have like a routine that you kept on uh, practicing every single day? So you mentioned there was Tony Buzzin from the NLP and then you just kept on, you know, applying these different routines every day, like practicing in front of the mirror 
anchoring and everything like that in NLP? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, I think what has really helped me is, I mean, I love reading a lot of books. Um, I love watching videos. And one of the things I do is once I learn something new, I have mm. the obsession to keep practicing it till I master it for some yeah. reason. Yep. Yeah, and that has really helped me. Okay, great. So it's just always about practicing then. Okay. Um, I also read one of your interviews that you have a really like you have a really good passion for investing in stocks. Um, can you tell yeah. us the basics behind strategy investing in stocks? I've seen like you know your YouTube videos and you're really passionate about that. So can you tell us about like your basic strategy? You don't have to give it all away, of course, but you know the strategy behind it. Yep. Um, well, there's a difference between investing and trading, mm. right? So investing is kind of like you're buying for the long long run. And I do have a portfolio more for investing in good businesses, kind of like the Warren Buffett style. Okay. Uh, I also have another portfolio where I trade for short-term income. So mm. I, I get in and out really fast in a few days mm. for stocks. And I also trade currencies, uh, okay. Forex. Mm -hmm. And I get in and out in a few minutes or sometimes a few seconds trading the markets. Mm -hmm. uh, so investing and trading is a, is a bit different. Mm. Uh, but what they all have in common is number one, well, there are four keys rather, okay? The first key is knowing what to buy. Mm. Obviously, okay. what, what you buy. Right? So what you buy is really based on fundamentals. You buy only very good businesses mm. that have sales and earnings growth, okay? okay? Um, as far as stocks are concerned, right? Number one. Number two is knowing exactly when to buy, when you actually get in. Okay. All right, because markets move in cycles. They, they move in uptrends, downtrends, sideways trends. So you must recognize the trend and know when to get it at the lowest possible risk level mm. with the highest probability of it going up. So okay. we call it riding the trend. So you buy at the start of an uptrend. You buy at the dip of an uptrend. Mm. Um, and then the third one is knowing when to sell. Mm. So knowing when to sell is, is the most important thing. So yeah. you, you must know when to sell when the trend reverses, when the price is overbought. So you lock in your profits. Okay. And the last thing is known as uh, risk management or money management. Because, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, some people, they can, you know, buy the right thing nine out of ten times, mm -hmm. but it's money. Yeah. Because one time they are wrong, it wipes out all the profits when they were right. Because they don't have discipline to cut their losses to exit when they were wrong. Okay. So, in, in when you uh, have discipline, I can tell you that even if you are right six out of ten times, or even five out of ten times, yep. you can be very profitable. If mm. when you lose, you lose very little, you cut your losses, and when you win, you win more than you lose. So okay. that's the whole uh, concept behind uh, trading or even investing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I think. Like, like for someone who's getting into trading and investing in stocks and forex and everything, um, what you mentioned about like risk reward and like you know you might win six times out of ten, and, and you still might get ahead. Like how do you like, how do you did, how did you come over like the the mental hurdle like the adversity of losing money and everything? Like I mean that's there's also a mind game to that. Like how do you get over that as well? Like for people who just get so frustrated, I lost so much money there. How do you get back on there? You know and 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 just do it again and keep practicing like you have? It's again understanding the concept. So mm. I, I began to understand the concept when I really studied probability. I mean, it helped that I studied, I majored in math in, in, in junior college. So I, yeah. I studied probability, I studied statistics. And I was also very intrigued with casinos. Okay. Uh, you know, why do, why, does, why do casinos always win? Why does the house always win? Mm. After all, aren't they, aren't they playing a game of chance with the players, mm. right? Mm. 
So all things I realized that in the short term, the casino can lose. Okay. And they can win. But in the long run, the casino always wins mm. because their games are rigged with a house age, a statistical age. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, you know, they, you know, they are right more than they're wrong. Okay. okay. Because of age, right? Oh, as okay. well, when a casino wins, they always win more than they lose. Mm. So I noticed, interestingly, the best traders in the world Many of them used to be professional gamblers, mm. <laughs> professional poker players, because it's the same concept. Mm. It's the exact same concept of looking at things statistically, mm-hmm. right? And it's no different as in sales, okay? We know a great salesperson who makes half a million, a million dollars a year, whether in real estate or insurance, mm. they don't close every sale, no. right? You know, the, the best salesperson can meet 10 people to sell insurance, mm. And only uh, three out of ten or four of them will buy. Yeah. Okay. Or make a hundred mm-hmm. calls, only two would say yes to meeting, or eight would say yes. So, so whether it's sales or trading, it's always a statistics game. Mm. So, reason why a lot of people they can't succeed in sales is because they get you know eight rejections and they give up. Mm. Okay. Or a, a trader gets four losses and they, and they quit. Investor mm. they buy in the stock market, jobs they bank and they quit. So it's the same for everything. Same for relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes to find the right person, you gotta get rejected a few times. You gotta get your heart broken a few times. But mm-hmm. if you get bitter and resent resentful, then for the rest of your life, it's gonna color your relationships. And mm-hmm. so it's the same for everything, not just in the stock market. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks for that. So it's all about what helped you get through the um, the adversity and and the struggle of like you know trading and taking losses. It's all about probability. Just think of it as yeah. like the edge. That's right, and yeah. and. Okay, and I tell my, my students, I say, okay, think about it this way. In any business, you have sales and you have costs, okay. right? You, you can't have revenue without costs. So if you have a shop and you sell clothes at $200 and your cost is $100, uh, your profit margin is, or your profit is uh, $100, right? Mm-hmm. So is that a good business? Just a tiny bit. <laughs> like if, if you're just making a tiny bit of profit, yeah. 50% profit margin, right? it's not yeah. bad, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So same thing with trading. When you have a winning trade, that's a sales revenue. The losing trade, that's a cost of goods sold. Mm, okay. Okay. So, for example, when I make a loss in a market, I lose, for example, a dollar. Right. An example. Right. When I win, I always win at least two dollars or more. Okay. Even if I'm right half the time, sales minus cost, profit. Mm, same okay. thing. Yeah. So you treat it like a business. You just look at it, this is like a business. It's a it's got its own expenses, and if I lose a bit of money, that's how I learn. And, and it's part of better. the business. Mm-hmm. So people say, when I a business with only sales and no cost, what the heck? This is impossible. Right? It's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. All right. Um. So let's move on to the next one. Um. Say someone wants to like someone's working nine to five, and you know they're reading your books and everything, and they're they're, they're motivated, but you know they want to get out of the rat race. They they want to get out of the nine to five. How how, how would you what would you recommend for them to do? Okay, so you need to okay in this day and age, you have to learn how to create multiple sources of income, mm. and there's no better time than now because of technology. In the old days, if you had a full-time job and you wanted to create a second income, it was very difficult. You had to moonlight at night. You had to, you know. But now with technology, uh, there there are thousands of ways and you can read all about it on the net and all that. And and I'll give you an example, right? So, for example, you could create uh, a YouTube channel, 
mm. right? And you could post videos of cats, of cooking, whatever it is, and earn revenue from YouTube. You know, mm. I know quite a lot of people who are making easily uh, four, five, six, ten thousand dollars a month okay. on YouTube revenue, right? Mm. So that's one way. I mean, there's other ways. You can make a blog shop, right? You could sell, uh, you know, e-commerce. You know, I've got friends who are insane, making a million dollars a month mm. selling wow. online, right? Mm. Whether it's selling or selling bracelets, you know, and they've got this Amazon shop mm-hmm. or, you know, if you love trading, you can trade currency, trade Forex, trade stocks. So there are a thousand ways to do it. So okay. you've got to find a way that, that you're passionate about, mm. okay? So some people are, are just hate numbers. They just hate looking at charts. So if you're like that, you shouldn't be a trader, mm. okay? okay. Uh, obviously, right? You should only do it because you enjoy doing it. But mm. if you're someone who says, you know what, I love writing, I love interviewing people, right? Mm-hmm. Just on, on, you know, creating a YouTube channel or, you know, or creating, or, you know, I love shopping. Then create mm-hmm. a blog where you sell stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, find what you love and find a way to commercialize it and scale it. Mm, okay so passion uh, as you said passion is very important to to starting a business because it just helps you you know go forward and, and, and keep pushing through right in anything you know i've never known someone who has succeeded in anything when they first went in saying i want to make money from it never okay, okay? when i first started you know uh, trading and writing books money was the last thing on my mind at that point mm. okay? okay because I, I i trained because i i love doing it and i was looking mm. for free okay mm. You know, when I first wrote the book, I said, I would like, like to share my story. So the same thing with even a Mark Zuckerberg when he started uh, Facebook or Sergey Brin, Larry Page when he started Google. Their intention initially was always change the world. Mm. Or Mark Zuckerberg was, I, I need to make more friends. I got no friends. <laughs> I don't make friends. Right? It was then about making money. And it was the making money was later. Right? But if you always start with, how do I make a lot of money? Rarely do you ever succeed. Because you tend to go into something which you're not passionate about. And the moment things get tough and you don't make the money as easily as you thought, mm. you would quit. But if it was a passion and purpose driving you, then no matter how much it didn't work, you keep going, you keep going until it worked out. Okay, excellent. So just keep going, keep going, and then the money will come after like you've... you've money's like a woman. Money's like a woman, right? Mm. Yeah, I don't sound sexist. The more you chase it, the more it runs away. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, that always happens, doesn't it? it? I don't need it that much. Okay. It'll come. <laughs> all right great okay um there's another thing we just briefly touched about this about um nlp as well so um i, I remember reading in one of your books it said um you, it's important to manage your belief systems you got the reactive then proactive approach and everything so can you tell us um more about this the managing your belief systems yeah so i mean beliefs is a really big topic right so mm-hmm. you know, the beliefs you have about yourself about life and whatever it is so, you know, uh, with regards to your question about the reactive uh, mm. part, okay, mm. it's, it's about this formula, event plus response equals to outcome. So, yes. you know, all of us have events in our life every day. So mm. events are things that happen to us. Like stock market crashes, that's an event. Or your mm. wife leaves you, that's an event. You lose your job, that's an event, right? So many people believe that your event determines your outcome. Mm. So stock market crashes, you lose money. All right, uh, your loved one cheats on you, uh, you'll be miserable the rest of your life, mm. okay? Uh, but we know that successful people do not only have good events. Mm. In fact, most of the people who change the world who are role models, they have the worst events that happen to them. 
mm. right? Whether they were raped, like Oprah yeah. Winfrey was raped when she was young, mm. or Steve Jobs, he dropped out of school because no money to pay tuition, yeah. whether it's Nelson Mandela thrown in jail for 26 years. Mm. They're the worst events, or Nick Voyage who has no arms and no legs, right? Yeah. They're the worst, right? Mm. But they... But the difference, they believe that it is not the event that determines my outcome. Mm. What determines my outcome is how I choose to respond to the event. And mm. it is, it's really the way you respond to the event that determines your outcome. So what, what I discovered are patterns, right? So people who are miserable, who are not successful in life, is because they tend to respond in a way by, in a way by asking themselves, like, why did this happen to me? Mm. Right? Why did this happen to me? Whose fault is it? You know, uh, um, you know, and all that. But people who are successful, they respond. By, can I learn from this? Mm. You know, what do I still have, yes. and how can I turn this around? Mm. That is what makes all the all the difference. Because mm. your beliefs determine what you focus on. What you focus on determines on how you feel. How you feel depends on what you do, mm. and what you do will affect what you get. Mm. Okay, great. Okay, so. Um... Okay, so someone who's going through some massive adversity, maybe they're going through a loss or they lost a business or lost lots of money in the stock market, you know, yeah. and they want to give up. Like, like, and I'm, I'm sure that you went through all this as well, like, you know, when you're building up your businesses and everything. Like, what advice would you give to someone who's going through something like that? Okay, and, so you know, I, they need some help and what do I do? Like, you know, they're panicking and, yeah. So the first thing is to change your state, mm. how you feel, all right? And the way to change, to change what you're focusing on. So instead of focusing on why is this happening to me, why do I keep screwing up, why am I so lousy, start focusing on what do you have right now. Okay, what do you have that so many others don't have? Mm. You know, and what can you learn from this? How can this make you stronger? How can you turn this around? And I know that it's easy to say it logically. It's, it's a challenge on really how to change how you feel. So one of the things that I do uh, is I watch a lot of inspirational videos myself. Mm, okay. Okay. And I read a lot of books, uh, inspirational books on comeback stories. I, yeah, so I do a lot of that. Okay. okay? Um, and I find, see, when you read a lot of, uh, when you, again, you can read a book or video, when you read a lot of these comeback stories, inspirational stories, mm -hmm. and you find that there are people who are 10 times worse than you, mm. suddenly, relative, your, your problem disappears. Mm. I remember many years ago, I, I lost a couple of hundred thousand in the business. Mm. Or I kind of like cheated by my business and I was upset. Yeah. And then I read the story of this man. Uh, his, his name is Mr. Lim Tao Yong. Uh, he's really passed away. Mm. But his story came out in the newspapers in, in Singapore, right? Mm. And what happened was he was 72 years old. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and remember he just... He, yeah, he just went bankrupt at 72 years old. Mm. He owed the banks $80 million. Yeah. <laughs> All right? And when I read that story, I said, okay, this guy owes $80 million. He's 72 years old. Mm. So what am I complaining about? Right? I'm 20 years old. I just lost 200 grand. Why am I bitching, right? Yeah. And what happened was he didn't give up, right? And at 82 years old, 10 years later, he made everything back. He made back everything. He got out of bankruptcy and he was up $5 million. Mm -hmm. right? You think your life is miserable? Look at someone with no arms and no legs, right? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, changes yeah. your perspective. Mm. Yeah, I guess uh, it's it's easy to get lost in, in your frustration and pain. But, you know, when you just change your perspective, as you just said, like, you know, when you look at other people, what they've been through, 
um, yeah, you know, they've been through worse and that helps really motivate you, inspire you as well. So, yeah. Take a quick, take a quick plane ride to North Korea if you can or Somalia, mm. you know, spend a week there and you come back, I guarantee you'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's relative. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. It's, it's right. Mm. Yeah. yeah when, when I was in, um, when I was living in the Philippines, I got to see, um, you know, the lifestyle and everything there as well. Like people were living off, you know, if you compare it to US dollars, it's like only $10,000 per year, you know, but um, to them, that's like their whole, that's a lifetime of salary. That's like a year of salary for them. And just seeing how they live and everything, it just really opens your mind as well and makes you feel very fortunate. If you're living in Singapore and Australia, it just makes you feel really fortunate. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. Mm. So let's talk about um, like, let, let's, someone who's got like a dream of having their own successful business, but doesn't know where to start. Like uh, I think you mentioned before uh, having a passion, right? But you know, what, what, yeah. what should they do? Does it start from passion there and then they just go out? and sell or, or what do they do well the the first thing is you've got to be prepared right mm. so you know well it, it depends on whether if you have a family to feed are you mm. starting out after university or have you been working for a while so it really depends mm. but I would, obviously it's easier if you're starting out right you don't have a family to feed you can go to your parents house to stay mm. so obviously if you've got a family to feed the first thing you need to do is you need to save up enough to last you for at least six months six months okay. so if you've got no income for six months yeah you you need if you've got no income for six months you can survive right so mm. that's the first step that most people give you gotta save enough to to buffer yourself mm -hmm. and of course if you're starting off uh then if you can live in your parents house mm. you know um get some allowance from that you know living expense that, okay that helps a lot right mm. first thing. second thing is yeah, you need to have a passion and all that, but you've got to be prepared. Okay? okay, so my suggestion is always this. If you want to start a restaurant business, mm. go work at McDonald's for six months. Okay. Okay. If you want to start a clothing business, go work for, I don't know, what's, what's a famous clothing store for six months. Because mm. you've got to understand that business inside out, okay. right? And you're being paid to learn. You're being paid to learn. And that's when you build your connections, your contacts of suppliers, and so on and so forth. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. And the, the next thing is you got to you gotta get a basic education in uh, finance. Mm -hmm. All right. It, I mean not a formal degree, but at least you have to read, mm. at least, right, to understand, you know, basic accounts and marketing and, and operations and all that. More the main reason why many entrepreneurs fail is because and again, I learned this from Michael Gerber. Uh, it, it, a, he wrote a book called The E-Myth. Mm -hmm. So I suggest that any person to start a business, you have to read this book called The E-Myth okay. uh, by Michael Gerber. It's the best book I've ever read. Have you read this book? Yeah, yeah, that's a good book. It's all about systems and yeah, um, yeah it's, it's got a really that's good right. story. So, mm. so he said, you know, so what he said is really true. He said the main reason, for example, most teachers would say, okay, I'm going to start a school. I'm going to start a, a tuition center, right? Mm. Learning center. So most teachers, what happens? They are good at teaching. So they start a school because they thought I can teach, right? But mm. they start a school, but they know nothing about marketing. They know nothing about finance. They know nothing about branding. And that's why they fail. Mm. Or a cook starts a restaurant. He knows everything about cooking. He knows nothing about business. So he spends all his time cooking in the kitchen. Who's running the business? No one's running the business. Business mm. fails. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. So when you start a business, you cannot think 
like a specialist. You cannot think like a teacher. You cannot think like a cook. You've got to think like a business guy, mm. right? And you've got to have some background in that. You've got to learn that either through a seminar or books or yep. whatever, mm-hmm. or mentor. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's really good what you said about preparation. So you need to make sure that you got your money um, saved up for six months. And then after that, you, um, you know, reduce your expenses and then you go start your business or, or work in another place for like six months and try and understand the business, but not think of it as like a specialist, right? You um, look at it as like from a business point of view, all the operations and everything. Okay. That's really that's good. Right. Um, okay. So I, also I went to um, Singapore to go to one of your seminars and uh, I can see, you know, you're really yeah. passionate in, in teaching and helping people and everything. So you know, I know that you spent many, many years practicing training and everything, but what about other people who, you know, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, they, they, they try your products and everything, but they also want to become a trainer like you. Like what advice would you give them to become a powerful trainer like you? Yeah, I mean, in fact, there are a lot, quite a number of people who have attended my seminars who mm. work with me, who work for me, who have become uh, really good speakers and trainers themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so... I think the first thing is if you want to be a speaker in something, a trainer in leadership or mm. trainer in in a stock market, you got to be a role model. So the first thing is you got to build your own track record. Mm. Okay, so obviously if you want to train people in sales, you better be a damn good salesperson. Yeah. Uh, right. You want to be a train people in, in trading. It must be a really good trader. So mm. the first thing is to build your your track record in that area of speciality. Mm. Right. Okay. And the second thing, of course, is to is to develop your ability to engage and to speak. And the only way to do that is uh, by giving yourself opportunities to speak. When you first start, no one's going to pay you to speak. No one. Mm. So when I first started, I spent many years of my life speaking for free. Mm, You know? uh, Yeah. So where did I go? I went to community centers, Mm. community centers, churches, temples, um, anytime there's an opportunity to, to speak, I would volunteer and say, okay, let me do that. Yeah. You know? Mm. And yeah, so that's the only way to build your, your, your experience. Mm. So lots more practice and, uh, just, just get out there, take as many opportunities as you can, and then you build your skills and you build the networks and then you go out there and you speak as well. So, okay. And, and you also got to walk the talk yeah. as well. Okay. Great. Um, yeah, I noticed yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you're all like your number one trainer in, in, in Asia. You're in uh, Singapore, Vietnam. You've expanded to Vietnam as well. Uh, I think you went to the Philippines as well. But um, are you planning to come to Australia soon and speaking in Australia sometime? Or in, or like, uh, are you planning to uh, or? Nothing planned at the moment. Mm. Nothing planned at the moment. Um, or maybe in Europe or something. Because, or, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, See what my, my wife has just put a limit on my travel uh, abilities, oh, okay. right? Okay. <laughs> no, but I, but I enjoy it. No. The reason is very simple. So, currently, I am at five seminars in Singapore, Malaysia, Philippines, uh, Vietnam, and Indonesia. Mm-hmm. All right. And okay. that alone has taken up basically most of my time okay okay so i i kind of made a commitment to my to my family mm. that i will not travel any more than what i'm doing right now which okay. which i think is fair to them as well mm-hmm. and and because of that i have i have therefore focused a lot on online business okay where i now teach my courses online mm-hmm. um, through video tutorials and youtube and all that mm-hmm. so in fact i just uh, started my online uh training uh, uh 
uh, sell mm. on uh, profits. Uh, Piranha is the you know the fish of Piranha, right? PiranhaProfits.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the purpose of doing that was to reach out to countries which I know I don't have time to travel to. Mm. Uh, so currently, most of my students are from the US, from the UK, from Australia, Excellent. Uh, from South Africa, mm-hmm. uh, from uh, from Russia, from that's all great. around the world. Yeah. Uh, so that's my main focus. It's not traveling. Because yeah, okay. uh, I'm 13 and 14 years old. So this is time when I really want to be around uh, before they, they all go. <laughs> okay. Well, that's great. Um, yeah. So, so how can people like get in contact with you to, to get, you know, the courses, seminars and, and, and books? Like what's the best way that, for them to contact you, by the way? Okay. Um, you can go to my, um, my, my website, mm-hmm. uh, wealthacademyglobal.com. Okay. All right. Wealth so that's Academy wealthacademyglobal.com. Yep. Uh, that, those are more of my live courses. Mm. In on trading, on forex and stock trading, um, you can also go to YouTube and you can check out many of my videos uh, over there, where you can get you know some basic knowledge on what I do. Mm, fantastic. Well, um, yeah. So we'll, we'll finish up there. I really appreciate your time. I know that you're incredibly busy as well. So, um, yeah. Is if there's anything else um, you'd like to add uh, and say to to the rest of the listeners. Yeah, so I'd like to thank Kobui uh, for having me on. I think you're someone who's also been really, really passionate about engaging and adding value to your viewers. So mm-hmm. fantastic job. And uh, thank you for having me on. I wish you all the success in your, your channel and, and your business as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you very much for that, Adam. Really appreciate it.